This is Sam Caligioni, founder and CEO of Dogfish Head Brewery, and you are listening to At The Bar Podcast. Cheers. And we are on. Oh, boy. It's been a long time. As usual, I'm one half of At The Bar Podcast, introing the show. Once again, I am Mike, and joining me, the other usual sus... The other half. The other half. There you go. The other half. Man, we need to get this with... Hollywood. Hollywood, Jeff. Jeff Hollywood. It's so easy to, like, fall off the wagon when life gets in the way, to where, like, when you... Intro the show. The rust is just so apparent. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hide it, and I'm not editing it out. We're we both just going we, with it. We both know that that's just part of what we do here. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so, not going to be rehearsed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's our people love it. So we're we're uh, another new episode, and we're going into the big thing. Now it is October, everybody, which means it's pumpkin season. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Everyone get excited. Whoa. Um, and so, yes, I'm already celebrating. Uh, well, that's what not. I'm drinking tonight. Yeah, so I've I got myself a pumpkin pie spiced warlock, which as Ooh. if you guys have listened to the show for a couple of years now, you know, that's probably my favorite of the pumpkin beers, uh, the, the ones that come out yearly. Uh, there are always, you know, some seasonal ones from some new brewery or somebody that came out that always surprise you. But the consistent, the consistent winner for me is the Warlock. So I'm drinking one of those right now and enjoying the beginning of pumpkin beer season. Or pumpkin actually, season. pumpkin beer season, I guess, probably started two months ago because it gets earlier and earlier every year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It hit shelves two months ago, but for us, it's always October. Yeah. So we're in it. There so we you're go. in it. I am drinking a Sequench Ale by Dogfish. It's a good beer. One of my one of my regular favorites. Uh, I can drink all the time. But uh, oh, yeah. maybe next episode I'll, I'll dive into the uh, the old pumpkin and uh, keep it going for the the rest yeah. of the month. Yeah, go down the pumpkin rabbit hole. Yeah, it's uh, I want to throw some love to to Warlock by Southern Tier. Uh, one of the few pumpkin beers I can still drink and not hate myself. Yeah, well, and I mean there is Pumpkin as well, which everybody loves. Pumpkin that's the one Pumpkin's everybody goes. The more for. the more popular one. It's falling everybody off. Everybody goes crazy for it, and I think Warlock is is every bit as good or better. Personally, you know, personally, yeah, absolutely. So, there is a lot of pumpkin topics to talk about in this episode, which is why we introed with the pumpkin beer. Uh, we are on Beer Street Journal, which is at this point the new, uh, the official source for beer news for us because, yeah, yeah, uh, we love it. Um, so first topic to bring up is IHOP created, a, excuse me, a pumpkin pancake beer. With pancake batter, what in the bloody hell is happening? Yeah. IHOP is in the game. IHOP is IHOP is a brewery <laughs> now. No, um, <laughs> what a great name for a beer! Like if they weren't, if we didn't already know, IHOP was a was a you know pancake house. What a great name for a brewery like IHOPs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's the beer. It's a pumpkin pancake stout. Uh, brewed by Keegan Ales, and they <laughs> essentially created a pumpkin pancake stout with their famous buttermilk pancake batter. And uh, it's apparently a real thing. Uh, it's seasonal. 
Uh, and according to Keegan Ailes, who brewed it, the stout is a blend of roasty stout flavors, pumpkin, vanilla, and can- and pancake batter. Uh, let's see here. For all pancake and pastry stout fans, comes with a bit of bad news. IHOPs, pumpkin, <laughs> that's so fun, IHOPs, pumpkin, pancake stout, will only be available at select events and locations in the state of New York. Boo! Boo! Shame! Um... But we do might know people who in New York might be able to get some. And if That's you can, send us some because I'd love <laughs> to try IHOP's freaking stuff. So it's interesting that the label is is pretty gnarly uh, in a good way. I don't know how I feel about the pancake batter. I'm curious to see how that turns out in a beer. Uh, it's definitely a weird beer and a weird beer alert. So I am I am down to try it. It can't be, honestly, I don't think it could be that bad. No, I actually, I actually don't think it's going to be bad at all. Uh, it's one of those the pumpkin beers. Or they all, most of them taste about the same. Um, but like we were just saying with Warlock, Warlock is a pumpkin stout, which you don't see a lot. Um, and then you've, well, it's actually an Imperial stout, but I'm sure IHOPs is, is it's going to get that like, you know, roasted stout kind of thickness to it with the pumpkin, with the pancake batter. I would imagine the body can't be super thin. So right. it's going to be a little bit thicker and syrupy with the with the pumpkin spice. There's nothing really that can go wrong there, you know. Yeah, you wrong. <laughs> so I actually think it'll probably be good. Um, they got a real brewery to do it, although I've never heard of of Keegan Brewing or Keegan Ales. Keegan Ales on New York. But I, you know, good for them for for you know taking the initiative to go do this, and I think it's cool. Um, you know, that, that a place that's not a brewery is trying, they recognize that the craft beer industry is so big and they want to get in on it and, right. And brand themselves something for, you know, that'll, that'll be exclusive to them. Yeah. And they, they should do another beer with IHOPs called IHOP PA. And it could be a pale ale. Yeah. <laughs> right here first, everybody. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm actually, well, I'm surprised that they didn't do a, a hoppy beer with the name IHOPs, but yeah. you know, whatever. You could do, do IHOP Haze. Have it be a uh, a hazy boat, hazy boy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Agree on that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no more haze. Um. Anyway, uh, next topic going forward. Uh, again, we're on Beer Street Journal. Uh, a pumpkin beer ice cream that is three point two percent alcohol, and I am ecstatic about this. I know. Oh my this, god! This when it got brought up. Cassie was all the way on the other side. <laughs> yeah, Cassie's on the other side of the, of the house, and she goes, "What?" <laughs> like so excited that that there's a pumpkin ice cream because I could demolish a quart of that by myself easily. Yeah. So it's made by Frozen Pint. Uh, uh, makers of craft beer ice cream has released pumpkin ale. So I guess that first sentence means that they actually release other flavored ice cream. Uh, that's huh. that's beer focused. Um, uh, features cra- pumpkin craft beer as part of the recipe. The beer. Lends to ice cream, lends the ice cream cinnamon, allspice, and nutmeg, and it's boozy too, coming at 3.2%. Uh, frozen pints has grown exponentially over the last year in Atlanta, so they're from Georgia, okay. Other flavors include peach lambic, oh, buddy, honey IPA. I'm literally on their website right now looking at flavors. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted, as soon as you said their name, I'm like, I got to see what's going on over here. Uh, other flavors include peach lambic, honey IPA, brown ale chip. Malted milk, chocolate stout, and vanilla buck. I am down oh, with all of these. You missed one, a very good one. Cinnamon espresso stout. Ooh, well, that's not on uh, Beer Street, but that's, that's a new why, one. That's why you've got to go straight to the source. 
And, and yeah. <laughs> dun News at ten. Uh, and they actually have to ID you to buy it, obviously, because it has alcohol, which I think is cute. <laughs> pumpkin, the pumpkin one at three point two is impressive. Uh, the vanilla Bach is actually three point one as well. The, all the rest are a little bit low, lower than that, somewhere in the two range. But either way, it, it looks like they're available in courts. And you know, if they t- if they're the same price as regular ice cream, there's no point not to buy these. And is there like a locator? I'm not on the website, so is there okay, like a locator of where you can find us? Let's let's give them a plug because this is pretty kick ass. <laughs> We're gonna find. And us. I would I would love to do a uh, another video episode dedicated us eating uh, craft beer ice cream. Next they time have we, an, uh, they, they have an easy locator, but it's not activated. Oh, uh, swell. All right. Well, uh, keep an eye out, everybody, for frozen pints, craft beer ice cream. Oh, I'll, I'll find it. If I get it, if I get it to work, I'll, I'll update you guys by the end right, of the cool. show. So this is cool. I feel like this can open a whole nother realm of, like, craft beer industry with how beer is becoming, you know, the, the milkshake IPAs or the the very fruited sours. You know, you can really build, I believe, like a good ice cream profile with adding alcohol to, you know, allow people to indulge on sweet ice cream and also, you know, hopefully get a buzz. And that's an industry I want to be in. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, so are you still looking at the uh, the locator? I'm tra- yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to come up. So let's right. go to their uh, Facebook and see if they All have right. something. I'm going to go on their Twitter while we go. But which of the, of the flavors, Jeff, which one would you say you're you're most excited to try and least excited to try? Well, for sure, the cinnamon, uh, the cinnamon espresso stout is like top notch. That one is the one I'm definitely into. I am not. Uh, my least favorite is going to be that honey IPA. I don't think that that would be great <laughs> yeah. ice cream. Um, but hey, it could be a fantastic ice cream. I don't really know. But absolutely, yeah, I'm I'm with you on on that. In terms of the one I'm least excited about would be the honey IPA. Honestly, my curiosity with the peach lambic would be. That's yeah, that I'm, was a cool. That'd one. be the one I go for. That also would try some of your uh, espresso one, too. But the, the the peach lambic it would be would be the one I'd I probably gravitate towards because it's crazy. Um, so I'm on their Twitter. Nothing really. Uh, indicating where you can get them, but they do have some pictures of the the other flavors. Uh, their branding's good. Oh, buddy. The, oh, buddy. I've Austin sent them a Facebook message to see if we can find out where they're available. Right. So we'll, let's, we'll do see. Let's, do, let's do live updates on how that uh, yeah. frozen pint gate. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the info. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to look real fast before we move on to the next topic. Uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Oh, shit. Frozen pints is now available at select Kroger locations. I don't think we have Kroger down here. We don't have Kroger. Fucking A. Some of you guys probably have Kroger, you lucky devils. Uh, there's been frozen pints found at the Atlanta Falcons uh, football stadium. Uh, let's see. All right. Well, we'll uh, finally something good about going to a Falcons game. Yep. Oh, they're introducing different floats with that ice cream, which is dope, which is cool. All right. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll so move then you're on. adding you're adding a little ABV to your beer. 
Yeah. Oh, here we go. So the peach lambic. It's actually a Belgian lambic. Selling me more on it. With lingering tartness, juicy peaches, and almost a champagne-like finish. I'm in. I'm so in. That does sound good. Yeah. That sounds real good. At right. one per, at 1% alcohol. Is it one? Oh, here's a picture of it. Let me see. Is it 1%? Uh, I believe it was like yep. 1.1%. What's 1%? Literally, uh, essentially a step above water. Yes. Ronell chip. All right. Let's move forward. All right. So we'll, uh, Jeff, keep us updated on that with the Facebook message. I've, I've got it ready. We'll see if they respond. We'll if they re- respond. You'd be surprised how many people or businesses respond to Facebook messages. I know. I mean, I'm not talking to you, Jeff, per se, but like to the audience of, you know, there's been a couple of times you've reached out to breweries. I've reached out to breweries that we've gotten replies back within an hour. Uh, like oh, yeah, summit. relatively quickly. Uh, and, yeah, if you if you approach it and you give them the right information and you're not just sound like an idiot just sending them something dumb, they'll they'll probably send back to you pretty quick. Um, yeah. All right, let's keep up the fun because we got we got a serious topic here uh, <sighs> later on that I'm going to I'm going to poo poo on teaser. Yeah. So for those for those who follow football, this is our, I think our second episode with football season on. The Browns have yes. finally did it, everybody. They finally got a W. Yes. Yeah. Hundred and thirty five days later, the Browns finally get a win. Did they and get the one Bud again Light today? Is open. Yeah, they did win today. They won their second game. They won, so they have two wins now. Yes. Two, wins, uh, two, two, and one. They're going to uh, they, be. A, I, I said they were going to be a four or five win team this year. That's that's. I hope so because I have forty bucks riding on that. They're yeah. I, I said yeah, they're, that. And they're I, sub six win team this year. Well, originally I said six, but then I said they haven't won in two years. Maybe I should lower that number a little bit. So I went to I went four to five. But I think their offense is good, and they're you know Baker looks like he's the real deal. Yeah, and I hate saying that, but I agree with you. He looks he looks like a competitor, and he'll have a good career, and and he'll, he's definitely better than what they've had in a long time. Well, he's he's you know no Johnny Manziel, but. <laughs> nice. So it's been 635 days. Uh, so all these Bud Light lockers, I am not reading all these addresses because it's Cleveland and it doesn't matter. Uh, go Giants. Um, <laughs> Who lost today? Who lost the, today? <laughs> in the most upsetting and depressing fashion possible. So there's a graph here. Uh, we're on Beer Street Journal again. Uh, Bud Light, Browns Bud Light Victory Fridge. I heard some of them didn't open. And people were like tipping them over, trying to break in, and that would be me because Bud Light is good. Um, so there's a little graphic here: 14 things that have happened since the Browns last won a game. Okay, oh my 635 gosh. days, almost two years. And this is on beer. Where is this on Beer Street Journal? Beer Street Journal. The the article title is Browns Bud Light Victory Fridge. <clears throat> so here we go. <clears throat> 14 things that have happened since the Browns last won a football game. Number one, David Bowie died. Number two, Prince died. Number three, Harambe. Number four, Vine no longer exists. Five, Kobe retired from basketball. Six, uh, that was five. Six, marijuana is now legal in Massachusetts, California, and Nevada. Seven, Justin Bieber quit Instagram. Number eight, the Cavs won a championship. <laughs> Number nine, the Indians went to the World Series. <laughs> just Number shitting. Two, oh, that's so messed up. The Browns. 
Number 10, Dick Goddard retired. I don't know who that is. Uh, 11, Leonardo DiCaprio won his first Oscar. Yes, he did. Finally. Congratulations. Two years ago. Two years ago that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Number 12, Willy Wonka died. Uh, Gene Wilder died. Yes, Gene did die. 13, Carol Brady died. Uh, I'm not sure who that is. Oh, the actress Carol Brady, who played well, Carol no. Brady. Well, yeah, the actress. Uh, yeah, I don't know what her real okay. name is. Uh, 14, Carol Brady, yeah, 14 and the most depressing, we elected a new president. Hey, <laughs> now, we're not a political show. Don't put your opinion in there. I'm not. I'm sorry. Uh, so, yeah, 14 <laughs> things that have happened. That's a lot. Gene Wilder dies. Makes That might be the man. That's the one that that's gets me the most. Yeah, that gets yeah. Me. I, I didn't realize. I mean, it seems like forever ago, but it really wasn't. Same thing with David Bowie and Prince. Yeah, and I and, and I like Bowie's music, and I'm I'm not really even a Prince fan, but I get why that's a huge deal. But, hits, yo. but Gene Wilder, it just like yeah. every one of his movies, you can look back and just be like, every, everybody's like quotes Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles, and oh, what and, a great movie! And, well, yeah, and Willy Wonka, and I mean, all it's just Charlie. Well, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, it's just he he was like such an iconic actor, and he. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's that was a sad one. Time comes, right? I mean, no one lives forever, right? But it's sad. And it, did they has they have they responded back? It's been two minutes. Uh, oof, no, not yet. Not okay. even seen. They haven't even seen it yet. Okay. It is late. It is after ten o'clock. All right, we're well past business hours. So I want to know, Jeff, what do you think of? You know the the marketing ploy of Bud Light, the whole idea of the fridge, the whole idea of of you know we had one similar here in Orlando. Uh, there's a bar downtown that was giving away free beer the year oh, yes. in 2015 when UCF went 0 and 12, and they did a thing of you know free beer until UCF wins. So this is kind of a very similar tactic. Uh, so I, maybe from a fan's perspective, a business perspective, you know, what do you think of? This idea of, you know, poking a little bit of fun of teams not succeeding with with free uh, macro beer. Well, well, first off, let's address the bar in Orlando that did that because one, who's laughing now? UCF, <laughs> yeah. UCF with the longest winning streak in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, uh, but also they still give away free beer every game. That just turned into their new special. Now it's just like, oh well, now that we're good, we'll just keep giving away free beer because that's what we're used to doing. So and it's and uh, it's <laughs> the basement, correct? Correct. So All it right. just turned into that. Just turned into like their game day thing, and that's so. I, I thought I actually thought it was a brilliant marketing ploy back when it was when we were losing, and then now that, that we're winning, I still think it's a good thing to do. It's, it's people are going to come watch the game at your place every time. So yeah, as we all know, nobody just drinks Bud Light. They're going to have they're going to have shots and they're going to buy drinks. Yeah, it's all kinds of other stuff. So the Bud Light's so cheap that you can get away with giving it away. And then you can get the money back on the other stuff that you actually make some money on. So I actually, I love the idea. If you can't laugh at yourself, then who can you laugh at? You know, like if you, these teams, if you're a fan base that's upset that your team sucks, I get it. If you're a team that has tradition of being awesome and then you have a bad year, you might be a little sensitive to it. But, like, if you're the Browns and you have a tradition of being bad for at least, what, 25 years? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, so much shade. <laughs> when, but, like, when was the last time the Browns were relevant, really? I mean, at least at least 20 years that the Browns have been, you know, 
Yeah. Know. That's talking 20 years is only 1998. <laughs> so, oh, God, yeah. so it's been at least 20 years that they, then since they've been relevant, if you can't laugh at yourself at that point and just, I mean, I think that's, I think it's, good marketing i think it's funny i think browns fans probably were i mean if you if you finally get that win and you get to finally break open that cooler and you've been going to that same bar waiting for that cooler to open every week for two years now yeah i think it's brilliant i really do i love it and i mean even no matter how much you love a team or hate a team or whatever like it's all at the end of the day it's a game and it's your fan you're a fan of of a team that plays a game and if you can't have fun watching that, I mean, look, we just got like a heartbreaking loss today as Giants fans. And like, oh, yeah. I don't think, I don't think either of us were like, you know what? Screw the NFL, screw the kickers, this and that. Like, it's just you granted we're a team that's used to losing, but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> lately, yes, but I don't know. You just have to laugh at yourself and move on. It's just a game. And, and I'm glad that the Browns had the, had the, you know, idea to do this and were able to laugh at themselves um i mean my favorite thing was that the last quarterback that won a game for him was johnny manziel (laughs) (laughs) the similar the similarities oh i know um yeah i mean that's a cool thing i i I, it helps create hype um it helps create excitement with a city whose you know football team is not the best by any stretch it helps create, you know, you know, that conversation and that excitement and, you know, it, it's worth it. Right. So where you, you'll have people watching the game, going to the game, you know, going to all these bars and supporting a local local businesses within Cleveland in hopes to get that win so they can run over and slam virtually free beer. Virtually free beer. Yeah. Virtually and, free and beer. actually. And how old is that? <laughs> oh man! Oh yeah. Crush, you think crush they switched a, it out? <laughs> no way! Crush a two-year-old Bud Light. Do crush it. a two-year-old. I fucking do it. You know, like. Well, at least they use the tall boy cans, or well, the can bottles. They look like yeah. the, the the sixteen-ounce can bottle things. Yeah, the aluminum bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at least there's not light getting in there and stuff. But can I just say, as a side note, for anybody who happens to be a Cleveland fan listening just the amount of respect that I have for the fact that like, as long as it's been a rough road for you guys, you have the best fans. Like the people just die hard, love your team. And uh, it's amazing. Like I can't go, I can't go one bad season without talking shit about Eli Manning and like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And like, and then like these, these Cleveland fans who have like just had rough quarterback situations forever are always, they're like always defending their quarterback. Like, no, he's good. He's just in the wrong situation or we're not making the right play calls. And they're just like, so open to being positive about every good, every bad player or every, whatever. It's just a really good fan base. And I'm glad you guys are winning and I want you guys to continue winning. Yeah. But just, you guys have to win less than six games this year. And then next year you can win. Next year you can win. Go undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. Next year. This year I need you to suck. Next year, just go undefeated against teams that we play. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Right. Yeah. Shocking, guys. We're a giant show. Uh, (laughs) It's gotten caught on at this point. Uh, So moving on. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Uh, Yeah, it's it's fun. Like it. It's cool. I hope they do that with uh, more teams and kind of have those fun little things to get people excited because no one it, likes losing right it actually it only works if you're on a losing streak it doesn't it, the opposite doesn't work like the lock up some beers and like we'll only open them when we lose 
nobody wants to party when they lose. So, you know, it's like, it's actually the only way to do it is to laugh at yourself while you're down because you can't do it the other way. Yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> we're moving forward. This is a, uh, this one, I, I'm probably, I have everything we've talked about in this episode thus far. And really recently, this is probably in terms of news. Um, this is probably a topic I'm, I'm most excited about. Um, it's our friends at Dogfish Head. Obviously, everyone knows how much we oh, love them. God, they're the best. Um, again, Beer Street Journal, uh, no secrets here. Ron, this whole show is from the same news source, uh, Beer Street Journal. Uh, Dogfish Head recently announced a full-scale sour program um, <clears throat> called Wooden, W-O-D-E-N, dot, 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 it'd be nice. Uh, wouldn't it be nice? Uh Pretty much they've, uh, in the beginning of the article, Delaware-based Dr. Chad has released a few sours in the past, starting with Festina Lente, or Lent, I'm assuming it's Lente, nearly 15 years ago. That wild ale, wild ale won bronze at the World Beer Cup in 2006, and the current heavy hitter Sequench Ale, America's best-selling sour, according to Dogfish Head. On September 29th, which is super recent, Dogfish Naughty Bits will inaugurate the brewery's full-scale wild program, Wouldn't It Be Nice? Uh, Naughty Bits has spent a year in wood barrels with Britannomyces yeast aged on 700 pounds of sweet and sour cherries plus rhubarb from Pfeiffer Orchids. Or Orchids. Orchards, sorry. No, Orchids. Uh, that, orchids? Yeah, orchard. no, yeah, Orchards. Orchards. Orchards Farm. Pfeiffer Farms. Uh, that equates to nearly two pounds of cherries per gallon. Additionally, the brewery has announced two more wild ale, ale releases Within the new series, uh, beer number one, the Wet Hop American Summer in November, a farmhouse ale, 7.75%. This beer was aged on freshly emptied Chardonnay barrels with Brett for over a year before being racked onto freshly harvested and hand-selected whole-leaf citra hops still wet from the fields. That, fuck yeah, dude. I'm Fuck still uh, not nah, naughty bits is still getting me. That one sounds naughty amazing. bits is good. Uh, and the second beer, Eastern Seaboard, coming out in December. Wild ale, eight percent ABV, brewed with blackberries and beach plums. After spending almost a year and a half aging in wine barrels, the liquid was met with several hundred pounds of blackberry and Eastern Shore beach plums, hand picked and selected by the brewers. Two thousand dogfish head. Naughty Bits 375 milliliter bottles will be available at the brewery on September 29th, starting at 11 a.m., which obviously has already happened. Um, so that is those. So Naughty Bits never made it into any kind of distribution. No, it's but I'm sure just... we uh, we could might be able to get one if we ask a certain special somebody. Naughty Bits is uh, that sounds amazing to me sweet and sour cherries and rhubarb like that's gonna be with the sour ale mm, that sounds so good now the plum one i know they're doing a ton of plums and blackberries now that sounds good as well i don't like that wet hop one but that's i you know oh well, sure yeah i could well, we all know why you don't like it it's probably the same reason why i that's probably my least favorite of the three but my thing is, is like, how as a cons, craft beer consumer, both you know, advanced like us or, or casual, like, how can these things not at least interest somebody into like, what like I have no idea what an Eastern Shore Beach Plum is, no idea, never heard of it, never even heard of it. But if I if I see that in a beer, it's like, 
I'll fuck with that. You buy one, right? And uh, it's 8%. Yep, so it's 8. not like you're getting hammered. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I, I mean, guess what, guys? I love it. Oh, my God. Big surprise. Yeah, um, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the creativity of Dogfish Head, like, we say it all the time. And we say, on every episode we say, we've said it before on the show. But it's like, you know, the creativity of what these people do is is mind-blowing. And it's such an inspiration, both as a consumer and someone within the industry, of being able to take chances and just being like, you know what? We we test batched it on a small scale. We like it. Let's go full blown, full scale. Let's go crazy, and yeah. let us sit on these beers for at least a year minimum. Just imagine the cost of just sitting on beers for a year and not making money on it at that scale. Especially when you've got seven hundred pounds of sweet and sour cherries and rhubarb. Yeah. You know, like how much, geez, that's, you Just know. imagine that cost. And that return is, is, you're waiting at least a year to get your return back on that. Like, mm-hmm. you got to respect it. You know, you got to respect it. Um, but I'm excited, man. Uh, I I wish we can get these down here. Uh, you know, maybe one day we'll be able to, uh, maybe I might have one throughout a bottle share or. We might just need to do a pilgrimage up to Dogfish Head. Yeah, uh, dude, I actually had a dream about that the other day. That we want to, me and you won a contest, and I called you. And I was like, hey, what are you doing these days? You're like, working. And I was like, well, you need to take those days off, buddy. We're going to dogfish. And you're like, done. <laughs> Which is exactly how that conversation would go. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going. And we just went up, hung out with Sam and Mariah, his wife Mariah, and had a great time and got super wasted on all this delicious beer and Got a whole bunch of swag and beer to take home. And it was a great time. <laughs> what a vivid dream. Yeah, it's also a, yeah, it's maybe a little bit more than a dream. It's something I inspire to do. A, fa- a fantasy. Big, a big, yeah. <laughs> it's just a fantasy. Uh, so, yeah. Which one are you most excited about? Either I the am Naughty on- Bits or the Seaboard? I'm more excited about the Naughty Bits, which I would, I would love to try. I just... So I, I love cherries. I, I really love rhubarb. Um, and I don't just, I don't know. It sounds good. It sounds like it's probably really good beer. And I feel like you're going to put your best foot forward when you have these beers. And I probably think they planned on putting that one out. Um, first, for a reason, to kind of kick off this thing, it's got to be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they, they have to know this thing's going to, you know, do well in the market before they yeah. just full-blown announce a full-scale sour program in the first bit that comes out as garbage you know yeah they're all about eight percent the uh, the naughty bits is 8.2 the wet hot uh american wet summer hot one, yeah. is 7.75 and then the eastern seaboard is an even eight yeah it's probably they probably did the market research and found out that eight's a, a good abv percentage to where yeah you know you can still get your alcohol but it not be overwhelming and, and hot it eight is to me that's where I start to taste the booziness on a lower end craft beer. You'll start to taste it on the eight uh, mark. So and that'll do. Eight'll get you screwed up, man. Eight'll definitely mess you up. That's all. I mean, essentially, that's close to twice as strong as a Bud Light. Yeah. Yeah. So. Essentially, yeah. Um. All right. One one a big topic that we're probably going to spend a lot of time on. <clears throat> Have they replied? Nope. Okay. 
moving forward, Brewdog has been doing a lot of has been making news a lot in the last month or so within the craft beer community. I know they had a thing with Scofflow uh, out of Georgia with a whole. There's some sort of controversy with a collab and and one someone's not you know sell, dumping one or you know, whatever. I'm not getting into it. I don't feel that benefits the show for us to talk about that controversy more so than this topic. And this topic directly relates to us. Uh, Brewdog. Brewdog. Beer Street Journal. Brewdog launches new streaming craft beer TV. Teases with, quote, beer porn, end quote, site. So looking through the article, the site is a 90% exact uh, duplicate of Pornhub. (laughs) <laughs> but they're all beer videos which is funny I'll give them kudos before I poo poo on them uh, so reading the article Scottish Brewer Brewdog has launched their own subscription beer center TV network this week which was this is at the end of August which this was published uh, blah 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 the TV show features a duo oh this is a TV show Brewdogs um, the TV show uh, has since been Axed by NBC Universal last summer. Wonder why. Uh, and all the episodes that were filmed prior to the cancellation will be now available on the streaming network. The channel will feature celebrities like William Shatner, Zane Lamprey, and Allison Becker, and some Shauna Malway Tweep from Parks and Rec. Why is William Shatner in everything now? Because like he doesn't he doesn't have a real career of his own, so he has to piggyback uh, others. Yeah. Um, uh, in honor of the launch, BrewDog launched Beer Porn, a parody site mimicking the number one vi- most visited porn site on Earth, Pornhub. The mock site has been pretty, has some pretty porny, <laughs> pretty porny <laughs> sounding video titles like, quote, Josh has an ale the mouth adventure, end quote. Three bad boys explode everywhere. And nerdy <laughs> brunette loves big cocktails. <laughs> All the videos actually deal with booze and not bodily fluids. 24 hours later, the domain redirects to the Brewdog TV landing page. It's uh, okay, you go- Hold on. Uh, the network is free for the first seven days and $5 a month. After the trial concludes, at launch, the Brewdog network touts 14 original shows. And that's all I got to say about that. That's a ton of original programming for a BrewDog fucking streaming site. That's a lot for any independent streaming site, especially one that's a brewery, right? Like, I know What's, a couple of years ago they had like some like crowdfunding adventure, like raise money to like expand their production or something. Yeah. But like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I mean, it's cool. I think it's different, but man, like being, I don't know how this is going to work. Five bucks a month for a beer shows. Like, you know, like it's I don't hard necessarily, enough. I don't necessarily know how many subscribers they're going to get. Uh, I, I'm sure they'll find a way to market it properly and, and get it into some bars and stuff like Chive TV has been around and is getting in some places. I actually think that the beer porn site is pretty funny. They didn't do it in a bad way. No, like it's, we, it's like it's, we had it's, previously it's pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. Like we had previously talked about another instance where they associated something with porn. Um, that was, def- that was definitely done in a very tasteless way. Yeah. Um, 
this is this is definitely you can see there's this this the other thing was done and it wasn't like a clear cut like this is a joke and everybody should just chill out kind of thing this is done in a funny way where it's just poking fun at the beer or at the porn site but it's not there's no like there's no nothing bad about it there's no like grotesqueness to it or anything like that so i actually think this is kind of funny also i think it's really funny that they actually shot each of these videos just for this like <laughs> like two amateurs go to brew dog or go brew dogging or <laughs> paint me like one of your french brewers <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god i think that's kind of funny Josh has an, oh yeah uh three bad boys yeah yeah perfect buns me me perfect head <laughs> As a picture of a cheese a, a cheeseburger and a beer. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's I think this is a funny way to, to two bearded men two bearded men do something and hang out. Let it all hang out. Oh, is that what it says? Let yeah. it all hang out. Two bearded men let it all hang out. Uh jungle fever outdoor ad- ad- action. Jungle something, yeah. Maybe fever spelled British. Says the E and R and switch is switched. Um, I'm gonna poop on it. Uh, this is though it's creative, and I like the the the, the Pornhub reference. And kudos to that because that's that's pretty creative. I just don't think something like this is doable because I don't think your audience cares enough to watch shows like that when there's so many on free platforms like YouTube or us. <laughs> yeah, I, I do agree with all of that. Um, you know, coming from, you know, the, the back end to shed some light on kind of like what we do, what you guys may not see or hear is, you know, starting a podcast, a very specific podcast for a very specific market is incredibly difficult because your audience is only a select few people, right? So if we're not going to get people who like sports listening to a craft beer show and vice versa. So to make a TV station like that, it's or TV, like your audience is very niche. And it took us a long time to get to a point where I can say our show is successful, right? Yeah. And we we hit, it took us a long time, me a little bit longer, because, uh, you know, I, I've been doing the show off and on for, you know, a long time. But with you, with you and I, it took us at least, I would say about a year, I would say, before we actually got some stable traction and our numbers starting to, to really grow steady week after week after week after week. Mm-hmm. And it's still growing, which is awesome. I'm incredibly thankful, but it takes a lot, man. It takes a lot to really get an audience who may not even care to like people who drink craft beer may not want to hear it. They could be the casual person of, I just like beer that tastes better. I don't want to hear all the, the news, the drama, the new releases. I just want right better beer. And that's, I feel, is a majority of craft beer drinkers is, or people who, oh, absolutely. Sure. who, you know, just want to, I'm tired of Bud Light, Tom Miller Light, I just like good beer. There's a brewery down the street, and that's the extent of my involvement. So it's hard. It's incredibly hard. And it's taken a lot of, a lot of thinking, a lot of conversation, a lot of motivating, a lot of not, uh, you know, wanting to quit and then not quitting to, to really get us to where we were at now. Yeah, and and even then, there's some days that are that are harder for us to. I'll speak for myself that there are some days that are hard for me to you know want to do an episode because I'm behind, I'm tired from working, or I'm behind in life, all, all the personal stuff. 
but you know we try our best to make time every week you know obviously sometimes that doesn't happen <laughs> but we try, try and find that time every week to to you know talk and, and create a show and create a, a podcast that everyone seems to really enjoy and, and connect with it's a lot of work and i can't imagine doing something like this like me and you ventured out and did our own crappier tv it would never happen i can't <laughs> like, well it would never happen yeah, in the way that you're saying that, I I agree. I don't see a huge market for paid beer videos. Um, and I know they had a show that was on, you know, cable TV that people watched. Uh, but let's not forget that that show got canceled, so it didn't get watched all that much. Um, I, I just I don't know. I don't. Uh, why would like you said there's. We could Google or we could go on YouTube and type in any single thing you ever wanted in relation to brewing and right. you could find a video on it for free. So why would you pay the $5 on a month? To, are they, unless they're just insanely funnier or more entertaining, you know, right. otherwise you can get the content of whatever they're trying to tell you uh, for free somewhere else. And I just don't see, I don't see the market for it. In fact, the only thing that I see this being is just a, yet another like ploy to keep Brewdog being talked about, despite the fact that they don't have like any beers. Like I, I can't even. I when was the last Brewdog beer in Florida other than coasters? Yeah, when do you ever see Brewdog around here? And I know Brewdog always pops up on like bestseller lists, and they're always oh, they're one of the best selling breweries, and this and that. I, I never see their products. I, I don't I don't know who's buying them. I don't hear anybody in our community ever, like in the craft beer community, ever talking about their products. I've never once heard anybody say, new BrewDog release coming out. We got to go by the liquor store and buy it. I, I just, right. I don't understand. To me, it's like every time I hear BrewDog's back in the news, I'm like, oh, they're doing it again. They got to just stay relevant somehow, you know? Yeah. But then- but then they seem to just keep being around. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. They're doing yeah. something. They're just staying around. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I mean, there was even uh, Doctor Shed had their own show on, I think, Discovery Channel, uh, Brewmasters. Yep. Not only lasted six episodes, and it got canned. It's you not know, easy. It's, it's it's not easy. It's it's incredibly niche, incredibly niche market. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's you got to find a way to be different be entertaining to you know as much of an audience as possible because it's hard to to run a business when your audience is incredibly niche like that and we talked about last episode about uh breweries doing you know brewing outside of a single style you know there's going to be a a point where um you know you got you got to change direction you know that fad that new whether it's new or not i mean new than i pay is the easiest to make fun of because it's the most current but if you have a brewery that all you do is make sours American sours, like there's gonna be a point where sours are gonna drop off. There's gonna be a point where New England IPAs drop off. There's gonna be a point where each style is dropping off. And we've we've done this show long enough to where we can see the trends. You know, two years ago when the art this show first started, session IPAs were like the thing. That ended, hard sodas came up, that ended, and New England IPAs came up, at least in the central Florida market. You know, and once New England IPAs die down, something else is going to come up, and then that's going to die down. And then, God, could that happen already? Yeah, right. And then, you know, there's always a it's a rubber band effect of, you know, you the farther you pull back from traditional, the harder it's going to sling back, 
And I think that's starting to happen now of, you know, the rise of, you know, there's a brewery in New York that all they make are Pilsners. That's it. And the line's out the door for Pilsners. And that's a traditional style, right? Yep. So that, that snapback of going back to traditional is going to happen. And it happens all the time. And those breweries that have good traditional beers, like uh, West Palm Beach, West Palm Brewing and Wine Vault, Joel does very traditional beers and then he'll do, you know, a light twist on them. Or sometimes he'll add glitter. Hashtag glitter beer. But breweries like that are playing the long game better because they're ironing out their traditional beers. That that snapback is going to happen. And people are going to get tired of the pastry stouts. I won't, but people will. You know, the the super heavy fruited sours and milkshake beers and everything. And they're going to go, you know what I want? I want a cream ale. I want a Pilsner. I want a beach, uh, you know, a blonde ale. And guess who's going to have it? West right. Palm Brewing and Wine Vault. Yeah. Or Walking Tree. In a Vero Beach town that has nothing but old retired people, they're killing it. They're yeah. still they're oh, making great beer. And they're, they don't do crazy stuff. Nope. nope. You have to keep it simple. Keep it simple, everybody. Now, Venture it's, out uh, a little bit, but you got you got to handle your cores. It's definitely, and you see, the like you're saying, the wilder trends, you can pretty much call that they're going to be wildly popular, but they're going to snap back very quickly. Whereas the less wild trends are, they have a little bit of staying power. So like the New England IPA has been hanging around a while because it's really not too crazy off of the beaten path of the IPA. Um, and so so that's going to hang around for a while. And like these pastry stouts where they're just basically imperial stouts with some you know sweeter flavors, they're going to hang around for a while. But things like the craft soda craze was just that's like, dead. was dead. I mean, dead completely. Whoever talks about not your father's root beer anymore. Um, you know, that, that, that craze came and went in a hurry, less than a year. Um, you know, some of those more wild things like that, that you're talking about where, where people are getting crazy, um, like, uh, like pepper beers, um, God, there's a handful of them that I just, yeah, pepper beers you have, you have like pretty off the really weird stuff. Um, and then you have the hard seltzers. Like I just saw a picture today from, uh. Dave from Florida Beer Blog, uh, shout out to Dave, man. I hope you're doing well. Um, posted a picture of, uh, I think it's Alamorada Beer Company, just did a raspberry hard seltzer. Called, I actually uh, think those have staying power. Beer water, I think it's what it's called. Uh, let me check that while I talk. I think those have staying power um, as long, but the problem is more and more breweries are doing it because it's so cheap to make that it's going to dilute itself. To where every like every brewery is going to have their own hard yeah. seltzer, right? And all it is is water, sugar, and yeast. And sh- the sugar can be from fruit that you add. That's it. No malt, no hops. So they're super easy to make. But uh, I'm pulling, trying to pull it up here and talk at the same time. It's challenging. I think um, for the for the calories they have, the the crispness, the easiness, the drinkability for both men and women. I do actually think they have some staying power. I do. And what's what's really funny is. That whole genre was started by big beer, right? Yep. The the the, the uh, truly all that's all AB Millicores, all those bigger brands. Here we go. So it's Alamorada Beer Company Island Water. Fucking great name, great name. Um, here we go. The raspberry. Let me pull on Untapped. <clears throat> so it's uh, let's see, Alamorada. They have it under a fruit beer, which is obviously incorrect. Um, it's this raspberry Island Water. Hard water with raspberries, 
which they should probably change that because that's probably copyrighted. Um, it's averaging 14 ratings because it's brand new. 14 ratings, 3.04, uh, 5% ABV. Uh, and the branding for it is actually super cool. I know, Jeff, if you can look it up, I can always text you I'll look it the up. bottle if you want. Um, it's a clear bottle. Uh, Martin B. on Untapped, you're getting a shout-out on the show. Uh, uh, he actually, this is Swedish. So I can't read what he said. He's kind of shit on it, though. It's a clear bottle. Branding, super cool. Um, it looks clear, but yet the bottom looks kind of goldish. But it's essentially uh, Almorada, um out of Almorada, Florida, uh, down the Keys. They also have a facility, I believe, in Fort Pierce, too. Um, but that, I think I want to say this is a trend now, but I feel like it's going to be something that's going to stay around for, you know, a very long time. Uh, once it, it kind of settles down and and <clears throat> levels out, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely get that though. That island, Mar- that island Murata, island water. I'm gonna try that. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. I mean you can you can mix it with gin, vodka, whatever. You can you know make videos and put on Brew Dogs uh, beer website uh, and pay five <laughs> bucks for it. Um, you can add gin. Like I I, I really want to do that. One of these episodes, Jeff. Next time we meet up do a do a uh a liquor and uh hard seltzer kind of pairing and and try the different you know try gin try vodka try rum and the different you know hard seltzers and kind of see how they interact and and kind of work yeah <clears throat> that'd be cool um i'm in i'm in on the the, the hard seltzer sure yeah me too perfect but, uh, have they replied no, but that's fine. Uh, but that's all. That's all the, the the news today that I got. Um. So yeah, <laughs> let's go back on the main page. See what we got. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's there's a lot going on. I'm excited for uh, pumpkin season and for that to end, so it could be stout season. Some mm. stouts. So it might actually be less than 96 degrees in here. What do you mean? It's just nine. It's like 95, 96 degrees every day in Florida. Oh, it's oh, crazy. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant your house. I was like, what? Oh no, <laughs> I'm actually at my dad's house right now. Oh, your dad's house. I've got my house on the market, so I'm staying at my dad's house while he's in Europe, so that I can uh, sell my home. So hopefully, by the time this episode airs, my house is already sold. Yeah, let me sell fast. Yeah, but I'll um, be back down there. I'll be back down there in a couple of days, just taking some time right now so that I don't have to clean up after the dogs every time I need to show the place. Yeah, that makes sense, especially if you have that option. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, let's let's wrap up the. Uh, uh there's that. That's nah, that's fine. Let's let's wrap up the episode here. So, what's what's going on in in the world of uh, Hefe? Oh my god, just been too busy. Way too other busy. Other than the house. <laughs> well, other than that, you got so you're selling the house, we're buying the house, we're planning a wedding. And uh and then I also work, you know, a full-time job. So when I get like the one minute or one or two minutes off that I can possibly take, I try to just kind of hang out and not do too much. Yeah, but yeah. uh I did Last night we did go over to uh Vine and Barley, which is across the street from Black Marlin over in downtown Stewart, and it's a nice little craft beer and wine bar um and we went over there 
because I just thought we'd both been working so much and that me and Cassie would just like to have a little a couple drinks. So um, I got on tap. It uh, so happens it Tuesday on uh, uh, by the brewery. Oh, um, yes. I heard that's really good. It's phenomenal. I got Prairie Bomb and then I got the who's 25th uh left hand's 25th anniversary stout all all on tap there so oh yeah it was fantastic great little bar i'm glad that i go in there occasionally when i get the chance to um but yeah they're awesome so go there vine and barley downtown stewart check them out yeah so how's uh how's the marlin Marlon's doing good. It's off season still, so we, you know, we're getting by. Um, but it's going very well. We've got steady group of regulars, and always we have the local crowd that follows us. We just turned twenty five last month. Congratulations! So yeah, things are going very well. Awesome. So on my end, man, I, I was in Texas uh, last weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a uh, that was a treat. Maybe next episode we can kind of dive into uh, my experience with Texas. Um, and all that. I went to a couple breweries. I had a great time. I, a, a very good friend of mine who I've known for a very long time got married uh, in New Braunfels. So it's the biggest city in between San Antonio and Austin. Uh, so it was great. I had a great time. Uh, actually, I, like, I was gone for four days, had the next two days off where I got back. So I was like gone for almost a week. It was fantastic. I've never taken a week vacation in my life. And I'm 30. Um, so it was great. Uh, something I definitely needed to get away um you know out of orlando and and you know it's things were kind of overwhelming me a little bit and it was good to get away and see some really close people that are really important to me and and kind of not have to work and think about working and and kind of not have to think about the show and that's the best it was was nice to to really kind of not have to think about anything in terms of you know life and and i went out lifted everywhere made a lot of new lift driver friends uh, ate fucking great Texas food and drank a shit ton of Shiner Bach <laughs> and, and, uh, car box love street, which is a Kolsch, but it was, it was okay. a great time. I was there. It, it was good. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it maybe next episode. When, yeah. Uh, hopefully get pressing on and we can talk about JBF, his trip oh, there great. and then my yeah. trip to Texas and then make that a show. But, oh, uh, yeah. other than that, everything's been good. Good to my end. Uh, a lot of cool things coming. I don't know when this episode is going to air, so you might have already heard the good news, so I'm not going to say it now, um, but we got some good things going, and uh, I'm very blessed. Yeah, we do. Hashtag yes, blessed. we do. Big time um, things coming. So I'm excited to see what the future holds for us. We we work a lot, but you know we like to have a lot of fun. So without further ado, um, check out atthebarpodcast.com. That's our website. That's current. That's super updated. Uh, it has the the store a link to the store to buy uh t-shirts that's the only way to support the show so please buy a shirt represent us as independent podcasters and show some love and we love to you know see people wearing the shirts so tag us on social media and you'll get a 15 percent off discount code for your next purchase or if you buy a shirt you see one of us in public i think we can have time to take a picture with you guys that would be gnarly i would love to do that awesome we'll put that on our social we'll put media that on our social media uh if you see us uh, i know there's a lot of people who see me where i work and jeff is at black marlin and stewart so swing by there grab a drink grab some 
you know, get a, a bomb ass food. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he'll, he'll take a picture. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd be um, happy to. But other than that, uh, Facebook, at the bar com, Instagram, at the bar podcast, um, you know, website, buy a shirt, all that jazz. But as usual, as we wrap up every episode, until next time, we will see you guys at the bar. Bye. Peace.